everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Title Town. I am Melissa Burns. What's up? I'm Craig Stanton. Welcome to the show. We're really excited to talk to you this week about the Red Sox. Yes. Finally clinching the AL East. They did it. Moving on to the playoffs. We did it. We were all there. It was very exciting. Yes. We're not excited to talk about. Oh, I thought you forgot the name of the team. I didn't. There's a long pause. <laughs> well, I was waiting for you to talk. The Patriots. <laughs> yeah, okay. I got it. Yeah, we're going to talk some Pats. Uh, obviously not a great time to be a Pats fan, but hey, you know what? We'll take the big picture. Fucking show is called Title Town for Christ's sakes. God damn it. Don't, Whatever. Ru- don't ruin this for We're going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. We got the greatest for the greatest. We've always been the greatest. We'll always be the greatest. Uh, Fuck you if and, you say uh, otherwise. A little smattering of Celtics and Bruins stuck in there yeah. as well. We got some good calls this week. You can always give us a shout. 904-87-TT-POD is the phone number. You can also hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those places at Title Town Pod. And until then, enjoy the show. How are you? Hey, Bernsey. What's happening? Not too much. You ready to talk about what happened this week? Yeah, sure am. Guess well, what? What? It's our 50th episode. Oh, happy anniversary. Yeah. How exciting. Very exciting. 50. The big 5 Been a long time. What That's almost say? a year. That's over a year, actually. It's definitely over a year. What did we say? It was like... Because uh, we took a sabbatical. A long time ago. It was like most podcasts only get to like 13 episodes or some shit. Yeah. I think we talked about that in our 14th episode. I think, I'm, I think that's accurate. <laughs> I think that checks out. Look at us. We are well above average. Crushing it. Love it. All right, let's get to the shit. All right, let's talk about the shit that was this week. Go ahead. The Patriots. <clears throat> yeah, those guys. Really blew it on Sunday night football last week. National spotlight and all. They fell to Matt Patricia's Lions 26 to 10 on the road in Detroit. And that score makes it sound like it was a lot closer than it actually was. It sure does. Uh, that brings them to a woof, rough one and two on the season. Newly acquired wide receiver Josh Gordon was uh, on the sidelines for this one. And it certainly looked like the offense could have used that little spark from him. Tom Brady went 14 of 26 for 133 yards, one touchdown and one interception. It's not very good. Not ideal. Uh, Overall, the Pats only possessed the ball for 20 minutes and a little more, but that doesn't matter. And to the Lions, obviously, nearly 40 minutes. (laughs) Like perfect puzzle pieces. Timed game. Timed game. Uh, We're moving on. To this Sunday at Gillette, where we're going to face the 3-0 Miami Dolphins, who are currently leading your AFC East. I never thought I would say that sentence in the Bill Belichick and Tom Brady era, but here I am. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, it hurts. Fearing the Dolphins. Yeah. What a weird thing. Ryan Tannehill. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> uh, moving on to the Red Sox. Yep. Uh, those gentlemen clinched the American League East last week. Uh, so that was exciting. Win over the Yankees at the stadium. Uh, they dropped the first two games of that series, but they finally got the job done in game three. Cue the champagne. Woo! As we all saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sox went on to lose two out of three to Cleveland over the weekend, but managed to set a franchise record along the way uh, the following day on Monday uh, against Baltimore. And uh, with only six games left, but although as we speak, they're playing and they played a doubleheader today. So it's actually by the time you person listening here, this is probably more like four. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will be at 107 and possibly 108 wins. Yeah. So that's cool. In these last couple of games, they seem to be in full playoff prep mode with lots of starters on the bench. 
And they've got one series against the Orioles and then a series against the Yankees before the start of the ALDS on October 13th. And they announced also this week that Chris Sale will be the game one starter. Yeah. Uh, the Celtics had their official 2018 media day this week. That was dope. It was great. That fired me up for some reason. Me too. They were like out there. They were talking. They looked like they were having a good time. Just standing around those clean ass uniforms. <laughs> No sweat, no nothing. Just standing there. Pure white. Uh, Some important health notes for the Celtics. Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving have both apparently been playing five on five for a few weeks now. Um, And the German big man, Daniel Theis. Theis. I was like, fuck, I can't Uh, say that. I don't speak German. How dare you? Uh, Is also healthy, despite me not knowing how to say his name. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, Kyrie finally, finally made some firm sounding statements regarding his future with the Celtics. Uh, And it sounds like he is kind of all in, like he's not a dummy. He's not going to sign a contract early, but it seems like he's not as quick to get out of Boston as we may have thought earlier on. Um, And that damn photo of the starting five is like goosebump inducing. I would say pants tent. Yeah. I'm not going to say that. That doesn't (laughs) happen to girls, but it was pretty badass to see yeah, them. It was awesome. You sort of forget that like they all play for like Gordon Hayward has become some like abstract idea right, over the last right. year. He's like not a real person to me. There's even been like, they had a scrimmage, I think this morning, oh, or yeah. maybe yesterday. And you know, people in the media were talking about like seeing him come down. <laughs> you felt like a collective, like, <gasps> I think we'll probably look good in that for strong. a while. Uh, yeah. I'm sure he must too. Like he trusts it more than us. He walks around on another oh, time. Yeah. But I mean, he's, yeah. you've got a, that first game, you make your first dunk or your first block and like, you're going to come down and be like, oh yeah. Am like, I still standing? There Am will I still be a standing? time where someone does this, like kind of cuts them out from under. I mean, it happens to everybody in that right. league. Like eventually you're going to take like a bad spill and wrong and be like, oh fuck. It's happening. Uh, and then finally, the Bruins, not really a whole lot going on in Bruins land Mm-mm. this week, but they're uh, officially finished playing hockey in China for the 2018, 2019 season. So that's positive. They're all back under one roof, getting ready to start their regular season next week. They start, I actually just learned this today, their season in D.C., where they will watch the Washington Capitals raise their first ever Stanley Cup championship banner. Brutal. Sucks for the bees. I know. Like, okay, we'll just stand Whatever. here like a bunch of doofs. They usually try to get some, like, relevant team. It, like, right. they, There have been times where they do, like, the rematch thing, which is, like, awesome. uber disrespectful to the team. I love lost. it. I fucking love it. Like, watch us. Yeah. You watched us skate with the Stanley Cup at the end of the season. Watch the us hang our last banner. Last time you were on the ice, totally. Yeah. They did that the year, the, they did that in football too. The year that the Broncos won and beat the Panthers. I think that the opening night game the following year was like, yo, that's disrespectful as fuck. <laughs> but in football, I feel like it has to kind of work out like that their divisions are meant yeah, to play yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah. In you hockey. Only play 16. Play, yeah, exactly. Totally. Um, can I say one thing about this, the Red Sox? Yeah, you got a quick opening take? I do Fire have a little away. bit of something that I'm I'm just a titch concerned. A titch, folks. And maybe it's like a Patriots hangover that I'm having. But they dropped two out of three to the Yankees and two out of three to the Indians. And those are likely to be teams that we're going to see in the postseason. They're yeah, going to oh yeah. be in the postseason. Whether the postseason. Yeah, we see them sure. or not, we'll kind of shake out in the wash. But uh, it makes me we've always kind of said like, Oh, their Achilles heel is their bullpen. And we saw some of those games. The starters did great. They had a quality start and then the bullpen gave it up in the seventh and the Coughs eighth. It right the fuck up. And you just, I worry about like, okay, well, is this because they're in playoff mode? And so they're just kind of like taking it easy and it doesn't really matter. Or is this going to be a long-term problem? And is it the like, Oh, see, 
we knew in September that this was going to be their problem in oh, October. God, we knew in May. Sure. But it's, it's manifesting <laughs> but yeah. in these like back-to-back series yeah. I think against I, the good teams. And I, those teams should be in playoff mode too. So right. in resting mode. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Well, the Indians more so than the Yankees, but I get yeah. what you're saying. But yeah, I mean, I, I've read a couple of statements from Cora, like over the last, like not just this weekend, but like over the last couple of weeks where like he's asked about a certain reliever in a certain spot and he's, he's, his answer is basically just been like, yeah, we're just seeing what we got. Like we're just yeah. like putting people in different places that we wouldn't usually cause like, fuck it. But it doesn't really sure. make me feel much better just no. to watch them get shelled. Right. You know, it's not like he's like found any gold. Right. Nothing's worked out. Like, the okay, best, great. You're trying to get like, what? The best thing that they've discovered is Stephen Wright, the fucking knuckleballer who's like in his fifties, half drunk out there all the time. Like you're going to throw a knuckleball out there with like two men on in the seventh when right. you're down by a run, you're going to have that thing squirting all right. over the place. It's God a forbid plan. there's a light breeze. Like yeah, it's all over the fucking over. Awful plan. You get Doug Mirabelli coming down the pike with a police escort. Seriously. And his uh, AARP card. Anyway, I'm sorry. Don't be I'm sorry. just a little worried. It's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I mean, their record against good teams has been decent to okay right. all year. Right. Their record against everybody else has been fucking oh, gangbusters. What was the score today against Baltimore? 19 to 3. 1900 to 0? Yeah, uh, gave the Orioles a franchise setting loss at 112 losses. Yeah, two franchise records set today. Yeah. The Red Sox <laughs> broke their previous record from yeah, the night from before. <laughs> and the <laughs> fucking Orioles went to the real bottom of the shit barrel. Yeah, their uh, Red Sox are officially 61 and a half games up on the Orioles heading into tonight's game. It's getting close, folks. Heating up. <laughs> really making a push at the end anyway i have a baby size take to open up the show as well tell me so i have a there's a long list of things to be frustrated about uh sunday night's uh patriots game yeah there was a lot of yelling and swearing in my house there's really no aspect of the game that you can feel good about here's one aspect that i feel particularly bad about fucking sony michelle oh god you were real mad about this i can't (laughs) so if you recall, I yeah. made a comment last week about the Jags, the, the Jaguars game. And I was like, didn't you find it weird that they like just insisted on handing it off to fucking Sony Michelle so many goddamn mm-hmm. times? And the same was true this week. And I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I, I almost like I don't necessarily dislike Sony Michelle. Like at a certain point, sure. you just got to stop giving the guy the ball. You know what I mean? Like it's right. not you run. He doesn't got working. it. He doesn't got it. Like yeah. you just got to put it away. But like, holy crap. But what? Uh, yeah. Here's okay. the biggest thing. What's so, their other option? James White is their other option. Yeah, or yeah, just yeah. throw the damn throw the ball. ball. Throw the they, ball. They got, they got, they've got other options. Like the insistence of running it and the insistence to run it with Stoney Michelle. There's like, I don't know. It just drives me. It's been driving me nuts now for two weeks. I thought it was just like a weird Maybe thing this is from a, Jacksonville, yeah, but yeah. it seems like it's a trend. I don't know why they're insisting on getting like, quote unquote, getting him going. Sucks. I don't know. I, I hate don't know. Him. He was also. I don't have an answer. For he's you. also their first round pick. Right. One of their two first round picks. Isaiah Wynn, the fucking guard or whatever, got hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's out. But he's their second first round pick of this year's draft mm-hmm. on a team that like pretty clearly lacks talent, like in the seemingly game? everywhere. Yeah, and they pick this guy, and like, I don't know. You tell me. Like, what does he do that reads? first round draft pick to you like does he look any different than like Dion lewis who was like a scrap heap guy or james white who was like a scrap heap guy? he just looks like a guy he looks like a some other guy is he like yeah. particularly fast no is he particularly big no is he particularly shit like he's just like he just seems like any other running back i don't know did he play lacrosse did he go to Rutgers? i don't What's know his deal? i don't know what his in was <laughs> but he had one somewhere i saw someone on twitter started to call him sony maroney <laughs> like lawrence maroney <laughs> That's but good. I think I'm going to steal funny. that. If he keeps on pissing me off, I'm going to call him Sony Maroney. 
Because I fucking hated Lawrence Maroney. Clearly, clearly you had some opinions on that. You want to talk about the rest of the shit that was the Patriots game? Yeah. So we're going to try to uh, put it into like bite size pieces instead of just going scattershot hatred, blind rage all over the fucking pod. You know, we're recording a little later in the week than we normally do. Yeah. I think that it's going to work out to be to the benefit of our listeners because I've had an opportunity to digest. Yeah. And compose myself. Yeah. Because if we had recorded like Monday morning, the vitriol that would have come out of my mouth, that game was brutal to watch. Yeah. It was like, bad. it's one thing to watch your team lose. This was like hard to sit and be like, I don't, I just don't know what's happening here. They just didn't do anything well. They you, can't, they didn't do a single thing well. Right. They didn't run well. They didn't pass well. They didn't stop the run well. They didn't stop the pass well. They didn't, no. they just, it was just bad. Everything they attempted to do was. <laughs> Poor to quite poor. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? I know. It was bad. It was brutal. All right. So here's the thing. Yeah. Early season losses are not so uncommon. Sure. In the Brady Belichick era. Yeah. We talked about it a little bit last week. Right. Uh, and they've lost back-to-back games in seven out of the last 18 years. That's ho- that is shocking to me. Mm, I was surprised about how high it was too. If Here's, you would ask me how often do they lose back-to-back games, I would say like oh, almost never. I would have said like, yeah, maybe three or four. Yeah. But seven, seven surprised me as well. Some of them though have been like week like 16, 17 or 15, 16. Sure, where it's they like don't t- care. Throw in the towel mode. But anyways, so. I, di- I digress. Uh, <laughs> this is, however, the first time the Patriots have lost by double digits Ooh. in back-to-back games since 2002. Uh, in other words, they didn't just lose twice in a row. They got their fucking asses kicked twice in a row. Yeah. So, Melissa, I'm going to ask you a question I think I already know the answer to. Question number one is, does this concern you? Question number two, do you think that Bill Belichick is losing his grip on this team? Let me just back that other second question up by uh-huh. saying the reason we bring up the back-to-backs thing is the Patriots have been so reliably able to bounce back in the, like, quote-unquote, onto Cincinnati fashion uh, yeah. from bad losses that it's a standout that they didn't do that in a big way. So I've been thinking a lot about this because I figured this would come up this week. Yeah. I think my gut reaction is to say like, oh yeah, I'm worried. This this is the beginning of the end. But then the rational side of me kicks in and it's like, how can I say that until we actually see it? Like, can I let two games... But didn't we just? We just saw something. But, uh, but you're, so you're saying that I should let two games like be more important than the last 20 years. And I'm not saying that you can rely on like your reputation forever or what you've done in the past, but they did go to the Super Bowl last year. For sure. Right. And so, and the year before and right. And they won the year before. And so it's, it's hard for me to stand here as like a rational human being again and say, Oh, yep. They're over. It's done. It's It's done. Yeah. It's over. It's that's going to be the end because I have to believe that, Bill Belichick is going to make adjustments. There's things that are going to change on the team. Like Julian Edelman's going to come back. And I, sure, sure. you know, I know we'll talk more about that, but it's like, he's smart enough to be able to look at the film. And like, if we as two yahoos can look at it and be like, well, shit, they sucked. I, he can't just be like, well, that wasn't good. Was it like Matt got one up on me this time? You know, I, I'm sure that he is reaching down into his bag of tricks and saying like, Here's what we're fucking doing. Here's how we turn this around. Yeah. And if you're a player on that team, you need to like look at him and be like, all right, this dude knows what he's talking about. I'm just going to listen to him because that's going to be the smartest way to handle right, it. Right, right, right. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, so I am I am concerned because I think that like a lot of what gives me confidence in the Patriots, like we, like we, you and I both, I don't think we're particularly shaken at the Jacksonville loss. Really? No. Like, yeah. Like 
scheduled loss, home opener. The team's jacked up. They have really good right. defense. Like with the with certain aspects of that game went less well uh, than I think we were probably anticipating. But like ultimately, the loss was not something that was cause for serious alarm, at least to me. I agree. But we were both predicting the bounce back. We were like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, the fucking Lions are going to yeah. get shellacked. We were wrong. We it's were very, over. very, very wrong. And the Patriots got beat bad. I like, got many text so messages about it. So my only concern, it has less to do actually really with the history. It's more to do with the fact that like they really didn't do anything well. And that was a situation where the bounce back factor you would think was like yeah. totally on their side, right? Like as a coach, it's what, 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 it's an easy button to push of like, you guys got your ass kicked last week. Like, what are you going to do now? Like, yeah. how are you going to respond? Like that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm a little concerned about that. It's just anytime they do stuff that's different from the stuff that they've done for this whole last, you know, two decades almost, it's concerning to me. Based on what happened in the off season, Let's say this whole thing implodes. Yeah, yeah, sure. Based on what happened in the offseason, do you think people blame Belichick or do they blame Brady? I think people would probably be more inclined to blame Belichick. Oh, really? I think it's it's really hard for a lot of people to root and be like root against or put blame on Tom Brady. Like he's the guy who like puts on the uniform and throws the ball and scores the touchdowns right. and wins the games. Exactly. Belichick is just so much more maligned Hateable. yeah and if you're asking me lost the super bowl for the pats last year like just you can stick that squarely on him you know <laughs> uh, yeah so i don't know it would be tough but like i guess it would have to depends on how it would how it goes how it, how it out, goes down you know? i guess that's true like if they start sucking is it do they figure out the offense and like they just can't <laughs> fumble risky we're leaving it in. Uh, they should sign me. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the ball just like Chris Hogan. Yeah, you, hang, you fucking hung on to the ball for uh, one third of this podcast, just like the yeah, Patriots say, did. Same as Sony Michelle. <laughs> I got Sony this. Sony <laughs> I got good hands. Good hands. Um, I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, that's clear. If the, <laughs> if the offense turns it around and like they just they're putting up forty and the other team's putting up, you know, 47, 45, 48. Yeah. I don't know math. It's hard not to be like, all right, Bill. Exactly. Which fuck? was basically the story of the Super Bowl, right? right? I mean, like, so. Yeah. But that's not, that is not what I would consider the story of. What's been happening so far? Yeah. Correct. Which leads us to our next it sure discussion does. question, I think. Yeah, it does. Speaking of Tom Brady, the Pats offense has been, um, sputtering is a nice way to put what's been happening over the last few weeks. Uh, their pass catchers look like they are from the land of misfit toys. And it's clear that this crew does not have enough talent to go far in the playoffs. Because they literally are misfit toys. Yeah, they are bottom of the barrel. They're, they're next Whoever guy, they're was gonna, left. The next guy they're going to pick up off the, off the fucking waiver wire is going to have a fucking peg leg. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> they're literally like teams were picked and they're the guys that were left on the kickball field. And yeah. they're like, oh, fuck, fine. Uh, lacrosse field, as it were. <laughs> Do you, but do you think like we kind of alluded to this, like, do you think the additions of Josh Gordon and Julian Edelman are going to be enough to turn that around? I actually do with a couple of caveats like that's when they first did the Josh Gordon thing. I was like, wow, that's really wild that they traded for Josh Gordon because he's like a a very interesting person and has a very interesting background. Not like interesting in a good way. Just like (laughs) he's just a fascinating case study. He's unlike any other professional athlete I've ever you know, watched in terms of like, dude, just can't get on the field because he's like, has a serious drug problem. Like I actually, I feel kind of like an asshole because we were like making fun of him like a couple weeks ago, but like I learned so much more about Josh Gordon in this past week that I like, I kind of feel bad for the guy. Kind of anyways, that's a side topic, but he's talented as hell. Like he's like, when he's right, when he's out there, he's like a top 
four, three, definitely five receiver in the NFL. Like that's like a shitload of talent to just plop onto the field in Edelman and Gordon. I have no fucking idea whether Josh Gordon is going to like get the offense, get the playbook that I have found no real rhyme or reason over the years as to who gets it and who doesn't when they bring people in. And like you sort of, as I don't know, like every time you think one guy's going to get it, he doesn't. And another one does it's, it's, I I've never really been able to like put my finger on that with Patriots receivers, but if Josh Gordon can figure it out, yeah, that's like a big deal. <clears throat> Even if he can figure out a quarter of the playbook, I, I think. Oh yeah. Just give him a, yeah. All Here, he needs to do go. is learn his little package of Josh Gordon plays. Right. Um, I don't need you to do anything else. I don't, you know what I need you to do? Draw a defender off Gronk. Yeah, exactly. Because that's really the problem. Like what it really comes down to is that there's no other options. So they can double and triple team Gronk sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, Gronk's tall and he's great at pulling the ball down, but he can only do so much. Right. And like, you can only swat so also, many it's people week away. Two. Like I don't want Rob Gronkowski right. running around with three defenders hanging off his back in week two. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Week three, whatever. So you put Julian Edelman out there and you put Josh Gordon out there. And now there's like real targets that the defense has to take seriously. Yeah. And you can't just be like, all right, fine. You want to like, dink and dump it to james white like knock yourself out we can hold you to three and out on that yeah, trust yeah, our yeah. defense enough to stop you there you pick up two three yards it's not enough so you know i actually i agree with you i think it's gonna have a huge impact yeah i assume but the the giant if is if josh gordon fierce i, I don't right. think edelman alone can do it no i think it needs to be both of them it's got to be both because what they have right now is a fucking joke like it's like a jv Cordell, team Cordell out there Patterson is a converted special teams player right. he can't play. he can't he catch. can't be a, an NFL wide receiver. Chris Hogan, we talked about it before this even even started. He's a fucking converted lacrosse player. Great right. story. Love you, mean it, but like third receiver at best. Fucking Philip Dorsett looked good for a couple weeks, but like seems like he's regret. It's just like a bunch of scrubs. It's Chris Hogan's the guy you throw the ball to because no one's defending him because they're all paying because attention all to paying attention. Gronk and Josh Gordon and Julian Edelman. <laughs> exactly. And then Chris Hogan That's where he makes some receptions. Makes his bounce. When he's the only guy, the defense is like, okay, <laughs> like whatever, dude, we yeah. got you. Brutal. Yeah. It's brutal. They got Sony Michelle though, so I don't know what you're talking about. Sony Maroney. All right, we got some calls this week. Oh. It's been a good week for calls. Oh, let's hear what they have to say. Before I do that, I was yelled at today because uh, I was told I don't give the number enough. So the number, ma, is 904 87 TT Pod. Write it down. Write it down, people. 87 TT Pod. You got that? 904? 904. That's the New England thing, right? Yeah. 904. We might have listeners all over the country. TT Pod. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to start with uh, a Pat's call. You ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Hey, this is AJ from Ashland. Should have been a clocker. Woo woo. Now, granted, my high school football team in four years only won two games. <laughs> I can tell you this. The problem with the Patriots is going to come down to defense. We have absolutely zero pass rush, and our linebackers have the coordination and speed of Drew Bledsoe in his final year. <laughs> so, hats off to Matt Patricia, who knew the defense better than literally anyone to exploit that and win the game. That, that's what it comes down to, is come down to exploit the weakness and win. Uh, still fuck the Lions and four more years Brady. Woo! All right, so here's the question. <laughs> Good call. Good call. Do you think he played on the team that only won two games, uh, or was he like a cheerleader? Gotta believe he, pl- he was a he was a, a, a major factor in the uh, lack of success. <laughs> the win loss record. On the field. <laughs> Here's the question. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that the degree to which the Pats got spanked was because 
they suck that bad or because Patricia has like such an intimate knowledge of who exactly sucks and in what very specific capacity do they suck? And he just had the inside scoop and it was like, that's like, in other words, is that going to happen again? Or is that just like a one-time thing, a Patricia specific circumstance that he was able to exploit them more than any Joe Schmo coach would? Um, yeah, Patricia has that knowledge, but watching the game, it didn't feel like, oh, he's just outsmarting them. And that's why the lions are winning and like taking advantage and exploiting it. It, it seemed like a pretty standard game plan that they had yeah, against like, the Patriots my and guys like, versus your guys. The Patriots just were not good in yeah. the game. Like they just couldn't execute anything. Brady had the turnover and when they couldn't get any momentum, when they started to get momentum, they, they like fucked it up. Right back up again. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right. Here's thinking one. of that turnover at the beginning of the second half. I thought I'd hear from this motherfucker this week. Hey, oh, yeah. Dan, the Dolphins fan here. <laughs> so yesterday Christ. I was all happy about us going three and oh, and then I, you know, figured I'd just enjoy it for a week since we're playing the past weekend and probably get blown out. But that's a well-conditioned Dolphins fan right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Then I watched that game last night. Saw Brady had literally no time to do anything against a team whose pass rush sucks. And the Dolphins actually have a decent pass rush. So going into this weekend, are you worried that Brady's not going to have any time to throw against that strong Dolphins line? Are you worried that the Pats are going to go one and three? Let me know. Love you. Bye. (laughs) Love you too, Dan. Getting chirped by Dolphins fans. Know, it's it's come to this. That How did it come brutal. to this? Brutal. So Jesus. are you taking the Dolphins seriously next week? Seriously, yes. This week, I should say. Taking them as a win, no. Like, I think the Patriots will win. Oh, okay. But I don't think it'll be... Typically, the Dolphins... Dan is correct. Typically, the Dolphins come to Gillette and they get bowled over. Waxed. I think being back at home, they're going to play... The, ne- the Patriots are going to play the next three games at home. I think that'll do something for them. Mm-hmm. I think... Brady's competitive streak and Gronk's competitive streaks like are going to come out in them and sometimes through sheer force of will you can win over a team and they Dolphins might have a good pass rush that's fine but they still have Brian Tannehill as their quarterback I'm hoping our defense can at least stop him Matt Stafford is at least a seasoned NFL quarterback Brian Tannehill I I was going to make fun of him for blowing out his ACL but my my boy did that too I got to call him back speaking of which (laughs) Hey, this is Dan from Concord again. <laughs> this ACL injury is legit, but you've got to wonder if Belichick saw injury as one of the reasons to trade Jimmy. He played six quarters for the Patriots and suffered an injury that Belichick probably thought he should have played through, as Brady would have. You think history will prove Belichick right about his Garoppolo decision? Thanks. So, of course, what uh, Dan and Concord is referring to is Jimmy Garoppolo busted his ACL this weekend. Non-contact uh, injury running he got smoke he got flattened yeah. on the play but that wasn't how he hurt himself right it was right before that you could see it but he's running the ball to the sideline and decides to just go toe-to-toe with a fucking db and gets flattened but right. apparently yeah like took a step and like he, busted his acl i watched it like a hundred times and you can see him like twist his leg awkwardly as he's making the last minute decision to stay in bounds which is a stupid decision idiot and then he gets idiot rocked on his way down but Le- like he was going down on his own jimmy because he didn't have a knee left i speak now directly to you Jimmy Garoppolo, oh. James, I love you. I yeah. think you're fabulous, but you need to get your head out of your ass and figure out how to stay on the field. Do you know that play was third and 20 and he ran it like 10 yards? He's not quick. So, okay. <laughs> so let's say you bowl this guy over in like a feat of strength 
And yeah, like, this guy whose entire bravery. job is to tackle people. And I'm sure you're just going to run him down. So now it's going to be fourth and six. Right. Yeah, instead he wasn't of fourth at, and 11. Right. You ass. At least when Carson Wentz busted his ACL last year, he was diving for the end zone, I believe. Like, I, I would even recommend against that in a, you know, fucking week six, seven, eight, whatever it was yeah. game where like, I don't know, whatever. But like, God, these quarterbacks have to just learn how to like. Get that that was an easy one. Like get out of bounds. Just go. Man. Just go, dude. You're not getting he it. He got hurt when he was starting for Brady when he was suspended because he was running away from uh what's his face there? Dolphin guy. Oh god, it's gonna drive me nuts. Kiko Alonso. He was running away from Kiko Alonso. Oh, great pull. And <laughs> he's just like looking downfield, looking downfield, looking downfield. Yeah, and smoked. Just got flattened right on his shoulder. And yeah. like that was that. Like yeah i forgive him that one because he was a fucking rookie basically like sure. so like whatever but you've That's learned now third start of his career like big deal but like come on man you're the highest paid quarterback in the league you are this franchise now like you got to be smarter than that dude uh you know listening to dan's call is funny because i actually had that same thought after it happened it's like are you shitting me he's gonna be hurt like this is season ending and it's like wow jimmy cannot stay on the field and then it I don't think Bill Belichick can predict that the dude's going to run himself into a torn ACL. Mm. But do you look at like he doesn't make the decisions to protect not. himself? Well, right. And we talk, they talk all the time about Tom. I actually made a lot of pliability jokes after Jimmy got hurt. Um, like you do. Like you do. Obvi. And then the Patriots got shelled after well, that. Because also, he like, wasn't like definitely off of the season. Right. Until you he didn't was. know. So there yet. was that little, that little window to make right. jokes. Yeah. It was <laughs> before he started to feel like a real asshole. Monday morning. It, <laughs> it was like me with Josh Gordon. <laughs> it's like once I found out that he's like an actual addict and yeah. has like legitimate issues, I started to feel like a prick for saying that he loved drugs. Well, he does love drugs. He might hate him. I don't know. He's More got a relationship football. though. There yeah, somewhere. Well, it's a love hate. Yeah. Anyways, we've all been there. Dan's conquered. Dan and Conquered's question was, uh, do you think Brady, do you think Belichick will be proved right in his grapple decision? I kind of disagree with the question because I think Bill Belichick wanted to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, he, he wanted to exactly. trade Tom Brady. Right. So I think injuries, it's not even a debatable point at this point where like injuries are currently a part of Jimmy Garoppolo's right. like legacy, if you want to call it that so far. So. Imagine if Belichick had traded Brady and then Jimmy went out week two with a torn ACL. Well, that would have oh, sucked. Oh, the mutiny. That would have oh, sucked. Oh, boy. That would have sucked. You would have been able to get tickets to any game for the next 10 years. Why? Because people would be fucking pissed and not going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got to review a little supply and demand situation here. <laughs> that seems like the opposite of what would happen. No, you'd be able to get tickets. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, no one else you, would oh, want to go. I thought you said you wouldn't be able to get no, tickets. No, no, you would. Oh, I was like, are they like picketing or like... <laughs> yeah, don't be a scab. Did they don't... just close the stadium <laughs> at that point? Um, switching gears. Yeah. Uh, Red Sox call. Oh. Who knew? Thank you. Hey, it's Dane from uh, South Carolina. Ooh. Oh. I've been shitting myself because I thought, you <laughs> know, one you would pick the phone up and I would have to talk to you, but I'm, <laughs> I'm excited that that did not happen. Uh, I got a couple takes. One, we saw the Sox clinch the division last night. That was awesome. I was totally in you guys' boat as far as hoping that they wouldn't do that stupid champagne toast, and then they did it. <clears throat> My biggest thing is, like, Could just act like it? you've been there before. Uh, the second thing is bullpen scares the shit out of me right now. And I think you guys have touched on that a couple times. And I, I hope we don't find ourselves in like, the ALCS. That's why we don't take left. Uh, game seven situation where like some fucking scrub goes out there and lets Aaron Boone yank one to left. How dare you talk about that? Or, <laughs> you know, season's <laughs> over for some shitty bullpen situation. Hopefully we don't see that. It scares me, but, uh, we did see him clinch last night. That's exciting. But, 
that stupid champagne toast has my uh, my gears grinded. All right, see ya. All right, good call, Dane from South Carolina. Good call, Dane. First of all, go ahead. How dare you accuse the bullpen of giving up that home run to Aaron Boone? That's true. It was Tim Wakefield. It was, no, it wasn't. It was yes. Pedro Martinez. No, it was Tim Wakefield that gave up the home run to Aaron Boone in the 2003 ALCS. I thought the whole thing was leaving in Pedro. No, no, that happened with the Grady Little year as well. You left in Pedro too long. The, but the Grady, the Grady Little year was that year. That is the, that year. Yeah, that was earlier in the game. The extra innings home run to Aaron Boone was Tim Wakefield. Huh. I guarantee it. I love Tim Wakefield. I believe you. I named you love Tim Wakefield. I loved Tim Wakefield. I named a pet after him. It was a whole thing. Why do you love Tim Wakefield? I don't know. He we got to take a pause here. He seemed like a nice guy. Oh, I'm sure he is. I was young. Um. You know what my problem with Tim Wakefield was? That he was a knuckleballer? No, 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 no. That oh. was fine. I just felt like every time I went to Fenway as a child... You saw Tim Wakefield? Wake's on the fucking mound. <laughs> every time Wake. You know why? Didn't get hurt. Consistent. Wake. Fucking consistent. You know Out I there felt, every five days. You know who I feel that way about this year? Like four out of the five times I've gone to Fenway this year, you know who's been pitching? David Price. Brian fucking Johnson. Oh, really? I'm getting oh, BJ'd. Sucks. Just Brian Johnson shoved in my <laughs> face every time I walk into that fucking place. Oh, look. Anyways. It's, oh, here. Is he going to pull up a replay right now? Yeah, here's the YouTube. Jeez, you're mad at Dane in South Carolina for just mentioning his name. You're going to fucking go full replay I on didn't us? mean to. I didn't mean to pull up YouTube. That's what came up. I don't know how to Google. <laughs> anyway. I trust you. you should, I was I'm, a young man. I'm right. During that game. Fuck you. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> how dare you? Uh, yeah, we're all terrified of the bullpen. You know what's going to be super fucking frustrating is that if they don't go... They mean the Red Sox. If they don't go satisfactorily far yeah. in the playoffs, which to me is, I think they need to make the World Series at this point. Yeah. Then they need to win the damn thing. But uh, yeah, okay. I see Wake. <laughs> Hang in his head. I remember it well. <laughs> like they don't need to win the whole thing. Like I won't be, dis- I won't be disappointed if they don't win the World Series. If they Hold, don't make the World Series, I will be disappointed. Hold, I'm so busy proving you wrong. I wasn't listening to what you were saying. Wait, if they, okay. If they don't, win you won't be disappointed you'll be disappointed if they don't make it correct okay but here's the thing if the reason that they don't go far as far as we'd like them to go is the bullpen that will drive me nuts yeah because they went they sailed right through the trade deadline they sailed right through like the deadline to pick people up yeah, off the, the waiver wire. Like, they were just like these are our guys this is what we do and dave dombrowski like if you remember in 2013 when the red sox beat the fucking dave dombrowski Detroit Tigers, whose bullpen also sucked, yeah, who started yeah. pitching, was also elite, and like we fucking cleaned up on those clowns and won a World Series. Like Dave Dombr- this is like his classic thing. Dave Dombrowski. Build a team in this particular way with this particular like fatal flaw. Like I don't know why. Ah, that would just be so maddening if that if that is the reason why they fail. Yeah, especially if they fail because it's not like they had like injuries down the stretch, and it's like okay, you had a good bullpen sure. at the trade deadline. There's no way to know, and then like these two guys. Blew out their elbow and like, oh, if, what are you yeah. going to do? If Chris Sale and David Price pitch their tits off and Mookie Betts and JD Martinez hit. Keep hitting. And like, they just look like the, t- like mm-hmm. they just are who we yeah. thought they were type of thing. <laughs> like they just do what it's they've been favorite. doing in the, in the bullpen just pukes on itself right. night after night. And they yeah. just cough up leads and, and, and hand it back to the offense to score more runs in the late innings. It's like, you can't cause the uh, pitching on the other side out, is I'll good. Be furious. Yeah. That will be, cause I mean, that, that will be, be at least a game or two or something. I but will. Like, but if you get to like the seventh inning and you're up five, three and you can't close it down because your bullpen just putting a million guys on base and like walking people in and giving up a home, it's going to be 
brutal to yeah, watch. There was a uh, there was an article in the Globe a few. I guess it was almost a week ago now. But Alex Beer had a had a whole big statistical Alex Beer type analysis about how the Red Sox bullpen has been like literally the worst bullpen in baseball. In baseball. This is the same league where the 112 loss Baltimore <laughs> Orioles reside since the all-star break in terms oh, of like that's a brutal walks per nine and, you know, opposing fucking batting average and all these things. Like, yeah, it's bad. They're they're and their offense is they're winning as many games there because their offense just beating up on bad teams yeah, oh yeah. and like taking them to town. And it's like those teams aren't going to be around anymore. They're going to go home in right. October. You're not going to see a just gonna be left. game right in fucking October. Anyways, that's it for the calls. Great. 904-87-TT-POD. 904-87-T is in title. T is in town. Pod. Call us up. Get your takes on the board. If we get fucking chirped by Dan the Dolphins fan next week, I swear to Christ. I don't even know what I'm going to do. We're not going to make it to 52. I'm going to go to the pet store and buy a fish. (laughs) To squish it? (laughs) (laughs) That took me a minute and I don't care for it. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to name him Tim Wakefield and then smush him in my fist. Uh, lightning let's, round, eh? Let's do it. Let's just rip it. All right. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling pretty good. You want to go first or you want me to go first? You know, I didn't pay very special attention to the uh, order of operations here, so dealer's choice. I'll go first. All right. So... In a Q&A session in front of his locker post-game on Sunday, Mr. Rob Gronkowski admitted that he was, in fact, going to be traded to the very Detroit Lions that had just smoked them and that he effectively blocked the trade by threatening to retire. We had heard rumors about this all year, but he confirmed it himself. Uh, So this is something, again, that we thought was going to happen, but it's pretty big news to hear it, you know, actually admitted out loud by the player himself. We've got the audio. You want to hear it? I do. All right. So Gronk post game asked about whether or not he's going to be traded to the Lions. Yeah, it happens. And uh, Brady's my quarterback. That's all. Wasn't going anywhere without Brady. Craig, I'd like to ask you a couple questions about what's. Sir- what Rob Gronkowski said. I'd be happy to answer. Most of it. The first one is, uh, what the actual fuck is that? Mm. And then more specifically, since when do players get to like <laughs> just say, nah? I'm not doing that. Yeah. You're not training me. And why would he be openly talking about it? These are all great questions, Melissa, and I appreciate you asking. Thank you. I'm going to try to keep my answers succinct. Okay. Uh, but I've got a, n- a number of problems with this with this answer. Okay. Number one, I don't like how he is talking about it in the first place, obviously. Right. Like, it's... I'm actually kind of okay with him having the leverage to not be traded. I'm generally on the side of players when they have a small little molecule of leverage in the NFL because they just generally have have nothing. So like, that's actually fine with me. The fact that he said that Tom Brady's my court, like, couldn't you have just said like, nah, man, I'm a Patriot. Like, just like talk about the team. Like he like cited Tom Brady specifically and only Tom Brady, which is to me like a clear battle line between this feud that is apparently still brewing between Brady and Belichick, where Gronk in this quote is breaking like a myriad of rules. First of all, yeah, he like dicked over the coach slash GM by not allowing himself to be traded. So that pisses off Bill. Right. He then talks about it openly to the media, which that also pisses off Bill. And he's also citing the reason that he did it in the first place, which is 
Bill's apparent arch nemesis, his uh, his greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. So like, there's just like this like fucking seven layer dip of things that Rob Gronkowski is doing here to just like jam up yeah. Bill Belichick. That it's like, what is happening down there? And he plays the big dummy. Like he tries to portray that he's just like, done, just like yeah. big dumb job. He also jumped but- on Instagram when this news came out a couple weeks before the season started and called it fake news. Like fuck you, dude. Yeah. And now he's just openly admitting it. And and you, I agree with you. The first thing that came to my mind is like, that's weird that you said Tom Brady's my quarterback. So if Brady got traded, would you be open to the trade? Well, that's the implication. Yeah. Right? It's, it's like, not, has nothing to do with the team, has nothing to do with the Patriots, has nothing to do right. with like, not about Patriots way. An and like, I just love playing in New England. Yeah, yeah. In a generic way. Right. Getting back to the, this is like a way back earlier in the episode topic. You mentioned the Kyrie things, like saying mm-hmm. nice things about Celtics. Like that was something I was criticizing him for when he wasn't doing that. Cause it's yeah. literally so easy to be like, Hey Kyrie, what do you think about being a free agent next year? And just say, you know what? I'm just focused on this year. Like we got a great team. Yeah. I'm really excited about what Boston. we're doing. Like I love being a Celtic. Like I'm just focused on right now. That's so, so standard to right. say that. Right. Hey, why'd you think about getting traded? Hey man, it's a business. You know, we all know that, but like, I'm just happy I'm a Patriot and I just want to, I love playing here. I love these fans. Yeah. I'm focused on my, you don't even have to say bill. You could just talk about the fans. I love playing in Gillette. You don't have to, Donald Trump. You don't have to like shower him with praise to make him happy. Like, (laughs) you know, like you can just say Patriots. And he could have easily just said like, Hey man, I don't know what happens in the off season. Like that's up to coach. Like I'm just here to play. Totally. Fucking. Oh my God. Douche canoe. Speaking of douche canoes. Yeah. The Cleveland Browns. Finally. Broke their winless streak. Open the beer fridge. On Thursday Night Football <laughs> last week. After uh, former Buffalo Bills quarterback Tyrod Taylor went out with an injury, Cleveland's number one overall draft pick from the University of Oklahoma, Baker Mayfield, came to the rescue, uh, and he led the Browns to a dramatic come-from-behind win at home versus the Jets. Melissa, is it possible in this world where the Patriots are losing to the Lions and the Jaguars and we're worried about <laughs> yeah. the Dolphins... Uh, is it possible that the Cleveland Browns have finally found their franchise quarterback or is this Johnny Manziel 2.0? I think I'm going to play the same line I played with the Patriots that if two games is two one game. Well, half a game in this guy's case, yeah, right? If two games is too small a sample size to like start panicking, then half a football game is too little to start like crowning him the next quarterback. Yeah, I do think you are clearly not from Cleveland. No, well, <laughs> I do feel Excited and happy for the people of Cleveland. We talked last week. They should be three and zero now at this point. Like I'm pumped that they won a game. That's true. I think anything that gets people excited about your team is a good thing for your team because, like anybody else, football players respond to like positivity and like Mm -hmm. winning breeds winning. So for sure, if your team believes that Baker Baker Mayfield, I'll get there. We're not even we're not even drinking. Can be (laughs) one of us. (laughs) Oh, can be (laughs) the next quarterback of the future then they're gonna play like he's the quarterback of the future and sometimes that's what you need i don't think he's johnny manziel 2.0 he's got that potential though he's got a little douchey manziel in him they all do not quite as bad as he did but here's a fun one (laughs) yeah we're gonna role play (laughs) you're dirk cotter i think it's cutter i think it's just pronounced cutter i don't care he's the head coach of the tampa bay buccaneers you'll be called <laughs> obviously what I, you'll be called what i want to call you okay? oh in this role play scenario? your name's fucking dirk relax you don't know uh anyway you're the head coach of the tampa bay buccaneers what's our safe word <laughs> it's cotter not you don't know how to say it so we're out <laughs> i don't know how to say it you're two and one in first place in the nfc south Ooh. 
Go me. Your backup quarterback, Mr. Ryan Fitzpatrick, has thrown for 1,230 yards and 11 touchdowns over the first three weeks of the season. Fuck yeah. Insane. But your quote-unquote starter, Jameis Winston, is coming back from his three-game sexual harassment and an Uber suspension. Mm, the old sexual harassment in an Uber. <laughs> happens to the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing the Bears on Sunday. Yeah. Who's your starter? So this is a long setup to what I think is an easy question. Yeah. It's got to be Fitzmagic. It's got to be. It's got to be. You got to ride the hot hand. It's got to be. If you're dirt cutter <laughs> and you care about your job, I or in other words, you care about winning on Sunday, right. you play Fitzmagic. You got to. And Jameis Winston yeah. has been a not quite a bust, but bordering on bust. Right. He's been a disappointment. He's not Aaron Rodgers coming back here. Yeah, well, that would be the opposite of the bust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, he's not Aaron Rodgers. Correct. What's with our, we're not doing well I don't know. Tonight. We're not in sync. Um, I, it's just a whole Wednesday night thing. It's all fucked up. Um, yeah, and I think Ryan Fitzpatrick has made a career in the NFL out of like coming out. around. Yeah, and yeah. Well, but and when he does play, he like lights it up for he does a, have a, a few games. He does have a knack And then that. he goes back to being a backup quarterback in the NFL. Like there's a reason that he's not an every week starter. For sure. But until he hits that wall... Play him. Play, Play him. You got it. That's the Let move. him do his press conference and someone else's gold chains and open V-neck shirts like that. a weirdo. Swag daddy. Yeah. He was into it. And like, why? If it's working, why change it? Exactly. Here's a good one. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen this flying around. <laughs> I did. The Philadelphia Flyers attempted to uh, break the internet, hashtag break the internet this week when they announced their new mascot, Gritty. He's a big giant fucking orange furry monster guy with googly eyes and a big gut. He's somewhat reminiscent of the Philly fanatic, uh, but decidedly creepier. <laughs> uh, in his debut, in his debut performance, excuse me, in the Flyers Bruins preseason game, uh, he was met with mixed reactions from the fans. Kids seemed to like him; adults, not so much. He fell on his ass once, like just banana peel <laughs> style. Not a get. I don't think it was a bit. I think he legitimately <laughs> fell. And he got himself. He got his hands on a fucking T-shirt gun at Center Ice, and was and was shooting the guy who was handing him the T-shirts. <laughs> He shot him twice. <laughs> Close range with a t-shirt gun right in the back. That's going to leave a mark. A big mark. Yeah. So the question oh, is, God. is this the mascot that Philadelphia deserves? They're sports fans specifically. Yeah, it is. Fuck them. I'm glad they have a shitty mascot Who's now. Who's dreaming up new mascots in 2018? Uh, it's like some kind of terrible Halloween costume was put on That's their not, mascot. It's not a new team. It's the Flyers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, what like was their previous six, mascot? I don't know. I assume it was some sort of bird creature. Yeah. I, uh, but they, they all kind have of one. are. Well, keep it at that. You don't need to add in a mascot, especially one that looks like something that would crawl from out from under your bed and like eat you in the night. Yeah. It looks it's terrifying. It's sort of grimace. Like if you can picture a grimace, but, but like without like the fur. buzz cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. grimace, but like he's he's like he's orange. Letting it, letting it orange hang out. Fur. And orange. Yeah, he's terrifying. Up. And the shooting the shooting a guy with a t shirt cannon. Yeah, just fucking rifle. Oh him. my god, it's how Maud Flanders died. We should have more respect for the t shirt cannon. T shirt gun? Yeah, she got shot and knocked off the bleachers. Oh god. I'm dropping all sorts of yeah, knowledge on you. Tonight we're really appreciating our age gap. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh yeah you're you think you're all high and mighty now you got a whole bunch of names to pronounce in this next one tough oh guy. my god i really should have read ahead better <laughs> than this i just wanted you to ask me the mascot question because <laughs> i wanted to laugh about it god damn it all right let's do this god help us all anyway well we were busy drooling over the new look old look celtics on media day la fans also got their first look at the new look new look lakers this week <laughs> 
That wasn't even the hard part. I know. Uh, there was one notable exception at Lakers Media Day. LeBron James uh, was absent from the photo shoot, but the murderer's row of Java McGee. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's uh, let me just stop right there. That's my fault. It's JaVale McGee. It's JaVale McGee. I was like, what the fuck? McGee. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a setup. That was right. an autocorrect situation. Let me, JaVale McGee. Let JaVale me start McGee. this one again. Are you going to leave that in? Of course we're going to leave that Fuck in. Fuck you. Hilarious. Fuck you. All right. Ja- JaVale McGee? What's wrong with me? I can't read. No, it says Java right there. <laughs> it's right here. In plain English. I can read it. Anyway. JaVale McGee, Lance Stevenson, Rajon Rondo, I know that one, and Michael Beasley were all present and accounted for and prepared for their close-ups. Lance Stevenson posted a photo of the four of them on Instagram and asked his followers to caption it. King James himself commented and gave the group the nickname Mud, which he said stood for misunderstood, underappreciated, and determined. What the fuck is LeBron doing here? And do you fear the Mud Lakers and LeBron? <laughs> I don't fear the Mud Lakers. Uh, I It appears as if LeBron James is trying to give them a compliment. But none of but those it, descriptors are nice. No. Necessarily. <laughs> Misunderstood. Okay. Underappreciated. All right. By you. Right. <laughs> primarily. <laughs> uh, and determined. Good. Yeah, yeah. Determined. They were nice. determined enough to show up to media day like you're supposed to. Yeah. But the, and he, like, this is all in the comment from LeBron James. He did mud and he used those adjectives. This isn't like someone like made this acronym after the fact out yeah. of like three random characteristics that LeBron James assigned to his team. Like he did this whole thing. So I have no fucking clue what he was going for there. Could have just gone with the like thumbs, thumbs up, up emoji. You could have <laughs> so, gone with nothing since you weren't there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You could have just gone radio silent on that one. Totally. Social media, man, is the downfall of every great man. Speaking of which. Yeah. I don't know if social media was necessarily this person's <laughs> downfall, but uh, <laughs> it was a factor. Uh, Tiger Woods, fresh off a, a recent downfall. Uh, won his first tournament in five years when he took first place at the PGA Tour Championship in East Lake, Georgia last week. Hmm. What do you know? Good for him. Tiger's return to the forefront is obviously good for golf. But are you rooting for or against him? Are you a Tiger guy? I'm not a golf person to begin with. And I feel like I would root against Tiger just to do it. Yeah. Just because it's like, fuck you, buddy. His downfall was like painkillers and women. For sure. Oh, yeah. though. Both easily avoidable. Books have been written yeah. <laughs> on that topic. Yeah, I'm a bit of a tiger guy. I'm Are not you? a tiger hater. I don't, I don't, well, here's what I'm I not. I don't hate Here's him. what I'm not. I'm not buying into this whole like heoric comeback because all yeah, of his problems right. are his, his own. own creation. Right. So I'm his not own. like rooting for him to like, like any of that. I just like, golf's just better when Tiger Woods is there. So yeah, I might as well sure. root for the guy. You know who I do hate in golf? And I have no reason to, like I cannot give you a specific reason why I hate this person. his face? Go ahead. Phil Mickelson. I just don't like him. I don't like the look of him. He's pretty hateable. So, well, lefty I'm on the can't trust him. <laughs> Wait, I got one more for you. It's a doozy. Craig, two fucking clowns from Malden. They uh, found, do you hear this? The Red Sox 2018 AL East champs banner out on the McGrath Highway in Somerville. I'm listening. Apparently, the Globe got wind of this and they went up to Malden with their fucking camera crew. They then asked the guys all about it and they, you know, nicely asked for a little compensation for their hard work <laughs> and they got nothing in return. The Red Sox were kind of dicks to them and they're hanging up some fake fucking banner. It's not even the real one, even though they have it back. 
<laughs> These guys just trying to bring their family to a nice DA at the ballpark. The Red Sox can't even appreciate what they did there. Apparently not. Homeboy that owns the company whose truck that this fell off of is trying to say that like it didn't fall off the truck. What like they stole it? You don't know that. Call them thieves? Call me a thief? Yeah. Come on. You don't know me. You don't know my life. How dare you? How dare you? Well, here's the real scoop is that we know more about these two gentlemen's lives than we ever cared to. Uh, <laughs> thanks to this video from the Boston Globe. Let's give it a listen, shall we? <laughs> Louie, what is that? What is, I'm like, I don't know. I don't. What is it? So I ran across the highway to grab it. We like brought it in the car. We had no idea what it was. Yeah, Boston. It was wrapped up in a, a brown paper bag. First thing I said, this belongs to the Red Sox. This yeah. is for Fenway Park. Yeah. Like, yeah. how do we have this? Like, nobody made this. This belongs to the park. <laughs> nobody I'm made it. Nobody made it. it off the green monster. Yeah. We want to give it back to them because it belongs to them. Here we go. And it doesn't yeah. belong to us. But. But yeah. in, in reciprocation, we would like, you know, maybe to go yeah. to a nice playoff game. Yes. Or we we're looking for something. We just don't want to hand it over to them. Right. I no, mean, no. we need all. to negotiate here. We want to, yeah. we're looking for Listen, like, you know. We're, we're working too. Yeah. I mean, my man had to run across three lanes of traffic. But we know that that's the original <laughs> one. We were told there was only one made. Yeah, we were told there was only one so band made. So at that made. point, that tells us. But By who? <laughs> yeah, who told them? Someone driving by on the highway? I thought you just picked this up off the ground. What person did you talk to <laughs> that would have told you that there's only one made? Was it your boss at the fucking flag factory that yeah, you stole, stole this it from? from? You fucking douchebag. Just a little more. And they told us they had a duplicate. So if they do try to put a duplicate up, you yep. best believe we're going to show up and say, we have Watch the out. right one. Watch That's out for these guys. Right. That's not the original. So we're hoping that they don't make one and they and they put the right one up. We're hoping they do the right thing. Yep. You know, we did the right thing. Did you? We could have kept it. We could have put <laughs> you it are on. Are you? We could have, you know, we got connections where we could have reached out to other <laughs> I sources. I would look into their connections. I love that we got connections and we could have resold it to other sources. Who else would <laughs> ever need that? <laughs> the Cleveland Indians are like, give us that. Yeah. We'll take it. The we best part about this is that, yeah, the guy from the fucking whatever print shop was like this has never happened i've been printing this shit since 1992 nothing just falls off the fucking truck like right. you guys stole this shit yeah and they were like oh what are you talking about and then the red sox were like yeah we fucking printed another one go fuck off they yeah, didn't, we the red don't sox care. didn't give them shit <laughs> yeah the guy i love that we do we do we did the right thing they should do the right thing like just like the like what world are you uh, yeah. living in you're we literally give you're making a ransom video in the boston globe right. to the red sox it's like well if you want to give it back just give it back just give it back, just give it back. like i don't know what we're doing here <laughs> and you, you know what the best part is probably if they had given if it had really fallen struck and they had just given it back the red sox probably would have given they them something nice. oh, yeah, oh, yeah, totally. but they went to the globe instead and then the guy that owns the flag factory whatever it is like <laughs> opened an investigation in them he eventually dropped the charges like once it all got clear but i was like oh these I fucking don't know you knuckleheads home, you homeboys had time to just be hanging out driving down the mcgrath highway on like a random weekday afternoon like i don't know that you're really contributing to society in any way here and like who just sees a random objects floating around the highway and says you know what i gotta pick that i'm up. gonna check out and see what's in that package it might just be <laughs> the 2018 an american Sox. league east <laughs> championship banner that goes on Lansdowne, Lansdowne Street. It goes on Lansdowne Street. Were you looking for Jersey Street there? Yeah, I thought maybe they go on Yankee Way, but I think they go on Lansdowne. They don't even go on the Green Mounts to get yahoos. You fucking idiots. They don't represent me. We're working too, you know? What? My man had to run across three lanes. <laughs> you know, we got Dropping. the connections and we could have sold it to other sources. Yeah, those all those other American <laughs> League championship Red Sox out there. This is the kind of video that goes viral and it's why people hate Boston because they think we're all like that. One of the many reasons, yeah.
I've never extorted anyone in my life, as far as I'm aware. Me either. That's good of us. Yeah. See, we do the, the right Red thing. Sox should give us something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We deserve some recompense. <laughs> We've been doing the right thing. Every day of my life. God damn it. What a sucker. What a ripoff. Anyway. All right. Let's get out of here. Yeah. That's it for uh, tonight. See you next week. We'll be in a free fall of panic and, oh my and God. distress if oh we come God. back at one and three, but I, we'll see. I don't. I, I don't know that I can handle that. I think we're going to get a tight game against the Dolphins, but I'm predicting a win. Mm, I'm going to predict a win, too, because I can't not. Okay. <laughs> Fair reasoning to me. Uh, give us a shout out at Tattletown Pod on all the various social medias. And if you want to give us a call, any old time, day or night. We promise we won't answer. 904-87-TT-POD. 904-87-TT-POD. Nice. See you next week. Bye.